Hey everybody, welcome back to the Unafraid Podcast. I am Jay, of course, your host. It is so good to be here. And this is the show that kind of delves into different aspects of the, the queer life experience. And sometimes we just have fun conversations. Sometimes we talk about super heavy, serious stuff that makes me cry over here on this end. And and that's okay too, because uh, we're just here to, to kind of learn and grow and have a good time. And I think that's what, what life is all about, at least for me anyway. Uh, before we get going, I do want to give a big shout out to the show's sponsor, and you've heard her name enough times now. This is episode what, 45, 50, somewhere in that neighborhood. Uh, Rebecca Jonesy, who is a good friend of mine and a fierce ally to the queer community. Um, she heard the first few episodes of the show and was like, you know, I just I want to sponsor it. I want to make sure you can keep doing this, which I really appreciate because not that long after um, the pandemic hit and then I was not able to work for a year or so. <laughs> I'm just now working again. So having someone that's that's able to help you with the financial stuff behind any any kind of endeavor like this is really important. So Rebecca, I, I truly appreciate you. You're amazing. And Rebecca writes incredible fiction if you like fantasy or adventure and she writes some good steamy erotica too so if you like the naughty stuff she's she's definitely got you covered um let's see if there's anything else going on we actually have warm weather today in michigan uh so the midwest is finally seeing some sunshine which i'm i'm really happy about and after this recording i'm probably going to go upstairs and outside on the back deck and maybe uh read a book for a little while so i encourage anyone who's got nice weather today get out there and enjoy it but all right, I've been babbling here for, oh my gosh, a minute and 51 seconds. That is terrible. I am so sorry, guys. I'm going to go ahead and introduce our guests. And yes, I said guests. I'm, I'm super excited about that. We rarely have more than one, per, uh, one person out on at a time. But today we have the 27 Travels team, Gabby and Shanna. How are you two doing today? Hey, Jay, how are you? It's Shanna. How's it going? It's Gabby right over here. <laughs> oh, it's so good to hear from you, too. And I, I'm going to apologize right now. There's no way I'm going to tell your voices apart. <laughs> <laughs> that is totally fine. <laughs> <laughs> so now, where are you guys? You're in, in New York, right? Or yeah, somewhere we're, yeah, we're in Brooklyn right now. Okay, that's cool. Hey, well, that's where my one of my favorite television shows takes place, Brooklyn Nine Nine. I gotta love. Oh, Brooklyn. that is such a good show. I honestly love that, but I can never get Shanna to watch it. <laughs> what? Are you kidding me, Sh Shanna? It is. I mean, it's so stupid funny that I mean, I could I lose myself in front of that. That's my just before bed. You know, when you kind of need to get your brain to shut down for the night. That's what I turn on. Oh, that is the perfect show to watch for that. <laughs> so you two were just just recently traveling, weren't you? Where where were you going? What what was your trip about? So we actually did two trips recently. Um, we were actually working with the tourist board of both destinations for both trips. So they were more like work trips rather than like, you know, just like fun vacation trips. But we actually went to Las Vegas and we went to Key West. And of course, following all the COVID regulations in New York State, which is our state and also the states that we're visiting as well. But yeah, so like part of our job is working with tourism boards. And especially right now, a lot of them want to showcase what they're doing to keep tourists and other people safe, um, you know, during these times. So they invite us to kind of like showcase what they're doing. So that's what we were doing in March, which is like really fun, actually, because it was like the first time we really got to like really travel in like a year, basically. 
Well, that's awesome. Well, and I suppose that that's going to uh, bring up the question for people listening: uh, Why are people inviting you to do this? Tell tell me about tell me about what you two do. So um, we're known on the internet as Twenty Seven Travels. We are a lesbian travel couple based in Brooklyn, New York, and basically we just kind of talk about what it's like to travel the world as a lesbian couple. I'm sure your listeners are mostly members of the LGBTQ community, but for anyone who isn't and doesn't know, um, traveling while being a member of the LGBTQ plus community can be very difficult, just because there are still countries where same sex marriage isn't legal. There are still countries where homophobic um, where um, being gay is illegal and there are still countries where being gay is punishable by death. So a lot of times when we're traveling, we have to do a lot of research, whether, um, you know, how safe it is to visit this country or what we have to do to visit the country or even in, or, or even in countries where, you know, it is legal. Um, there are still question of, will we be accepted socially? Will the people accept us there? Things like that. So we kind of just talk about what it's like, but more from like a fun perspective of like, you know, hey, we went to this place, we had a good time, you know, we recommend going here, things like that. Yeah, it's really important for us to just be visible and share our experiences as traveling as a lesbian couple. So we just kind of share like the in and outs of all of our fun, crazy or any troubling experiences we have. And Gabby is actually a photographer and I'm a videographer. So that's kind of how 27 Travels got started. Back in 2016, it was more like just for fun. And then it kind of grew into a bigger, I guess you could say brand <laughs> that it, like that it is today. So we are on, you know, like Instagram, we have a blog, YouTube, TikTok, just like kind of all over social media and the internet, just kind of talking about our experience. That's amazing. So in the way I understand it is this started out as, as something you wanted to do for fun and because you had a passion for it. And it, it's kind of grown into this, as you said, this brand that's that you also do kind of as a, as a job. I mean, this is, is work as well, right? Yeah, absolutely. It's definitely something that grew sort of out of nothing. We kind of just like stumbled into it. We like really, when we started dating, wanted to travel together. That was something that was so important to us. On some of our first dates, we discussed that and it was just like, we have to travel together. So when we first made our Instagram, it was after one of our first trips and we basically just spontaneously came up with the name 27 Travels because it has to do with our anniversary and just like kind of what we stand for. And at the time, we had so many photos and videos that we had both taken from one of our earliest trips that we were just like, let's just put this somewhere just like for fun for us to look at. And we even had our um, Instagram account as private and we hid it from like our closest friends because we were just like, oh, this is going to be so embarrassing if people find out about this. But and here we are now. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's awesome. From zero visibility to visible to the world. And in fact, you you know, well, I'll I'll ask you this. Do you do you two consider yourself um, because this is a a big thing now and I'm old, um, you know, you you saw my face. So you you know that I'm I'm (laughs) old, so I may get words wrong. But I mean, do you two consider yourself kind of influencers in a way? I mean, I feel like that term is just like, there's like a stigma around it. Like, I guess, yes, we are influencers, but for us, we prefer the term content creators, I guess mainly because we are like a photographer and videographer duo. So like we are the ones like actually creating the content as well as like being the models, I guess you want to say, and like the photos or videos or whatever. But like, I'm also like a video editor as well. So like all of our content is for the most part, like filmed and edited or, you know, taken by us and done by us where like sometimes influencers will have like other people take their photos. So maybe they're not the ones like doing all the work per se, but I don't know. I mean, there's really, it's no definition for it. Like 
I guess you could say we're influencers. We just prefer the term content creators personally. Okay. I like that. No, I, and I, I appreciate you clar- clarifying that for me. And you actually answered one of the questions that I, that I wanted to ask you because um, and we're gonna we're gonna definitely dig into your your photos a lot more. But you know, I was gonna ask if there if you have some kind of companion that's been or some kind of photographer that's been traveling with you to take your your photos because they're beautifully com- composed. These aren't these aren't just you know you've got your phone on a selfie stick. I mean, these are gorgeous pictures. But you're setting them up yourselves. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah, well, I definitely, Gabby, take all of the photos for our account. But sometimes you know it's a collaboration between both of us. We do it together as well as. We have our trusty tripod, which if you are trying to get into influencing or content creation, I would definitely suggest getting a tripod. That is the best thing that you can do because our tripod is definitely the third photographer on every single photo that we take on our Instagram account. But but Gabby also went to like art school and has been a photographer basically since high school. So like, I feel like you kind of need to know a little bit about photography going into this. Like you kind of have to have a good eye and know about composition and like, you know, all of this kind of stuff. So like, if you're not a photographer, you definitely need to like practice a little bit. But luckily, I dated someone who knows exactly what she's doing. <laughs> <laughs> well, and no, so tell me if this ever happens, because I'm married to a photographer and she is very, very talented. I actually met her in school for photography and um, she grew into a, a marvelous photographer. I grew into kind of so-so. I, I take some decent pictures. <laughs> that's about it. But you, it's impossible for us to just go somewhere and take a, a quick photo. It's like everything has to be perfectly arranged and composed and everything has to be just right for her to even take that picture. Do you ever, do you guys ever get that? Yes. A hundred percent. This is an issue we have. We always say either it's like we, everything's perfect. We get in, we take a photo and we're done or it's like a two hour ordeal and we don't even get the photo we want. (laughs) It's one or the other. (laughs) (laughs) Well, okay. So speaking of photos and this is, the, the very first thing that I notice either on the website or on Instagram um, is that, in, you know, the, I'm trying to figure out the right way to say this because it, it's, it doesn't seem like it's something that's easily crafted or contrived in that it's, it's the love. You know, there's dripping with love, these photos and joy and these bright, vibrant colors. And for me, at least, it's impossible not to look at them and not have this giant grin on my face because you just, you look so damn happy in all of them and they're so genuine and wholesome. You know, is, is this just you two really, really loving life or are you that good that you could create this look? I mean, yeah, definitely. I mean, travel, like we said earlier, is our passion. Like we both traveled before we started dating um, and we knew that we wanted to travel together like early on in our relationship. So like we're doing something that we love, like travel is like basically what we like save all of our money towards. Like we are not trying to like, you know, buy a house or buy a property. Like we want to see the world while we can. So that is why we're so happy when we're traveling because we're doing something that we love. And it's really nice to be able to like explore the world with your significant other, just because like you're having like these like life changing experiences that like you really can't, you know, ever have again it's like a once in a lifetime thing and it's nice to experience those things with someone that you love so yeah I mean of course we're genuinely happy in those photos and we're genuinely happy experiencing things but at the same time like we've known over the last few years like you know poses that you can do for Instagram but like we're not faking anything like we 
you know, do poses that, you know, look good on camera and that are romantic, whatever. But that is exactly how we feel in those moments. Yeah, I'm so happy to hear that that comes across on our photos because it's always been so important to me in terms of our photography to just like show who we are and show our personalities and just show how we feel about each other. Oh, that's great. Uh, I was, I mean, they're, they're impressive photos, but they just, they make you happy. And, and I think that that's, that's what's so cool about them. You know, so I've, I've looked at so many people's accounts and I've talked to so many people on here and you, so we get a, a wide range of, of kind of looks and things that people like to post. And I just, I really love the, the joy that, that both of you share. And I think that it's just a really important thing. That's me sound, sounding uh, kind of sappy and old again, but it's it's true, I think. Um, but I like you to... are not old. <laughs> <laughs> well, I appreciate that. I am, uh, according to my my kids, I am very very old. My youngest is twelve <laughs> and thinks I'm a I'm a dinosaur. So, um... but that that's always kids with their parents. It doesn't matter how young the parents are. <laughs> that's true. You know that's that's true. You've got that right. So tell me a little bit about life on the road. Like what's what's a what's a typical trip like for you guys? So we're a little bit different than like most, I guess, like Instagram travelers that you would see. Like a lot of those people are like fully nomadic or at least were pre-COVID. So they would kind of like go from destination to destination and like, you know, not really have a home base. But we actually always had a home base. We've always lived in New York City. Um, I've lived in New York City for the last like six or seven years. And Gabby basically grew up in Brooklyn. So New York City has always been our home. And it's such a great place to live. And it's actually really accessible for travel because you have so many airports nearby and you can travel internationally really easily. Um, Like a flight to Europe is like the same amount of time as a flight to Los Angeles or like the West Coast, basically. So we really like living here. And we like, as at least as of right now, can't imagine not having a home base. So we always kind of did these like, short little trips, like, you know, maybe like two or three weeks here and there, but we would go really anywhere. But all of this stemmed from the fact that we used to work as freelancers. Right now, we actually own our own company, but we used to work as freelancers. So we we were able to travel kind of when traveling was cheap, like on off season or during the week and get these like really affordable flights and affordable accommodations so that we could travel like for the amount of time that we wanted to travel for and kind of go wherever we wanted to go. Oh, that's really cool. And you said that you're both freelancers. Were you a freelance photographer and videographer respectively, or were you doing something else? Yeah, exactly. So Gabby used to work as a freelance photographer doing stuff for like events and product photography. And I used to do a lot of like corporate events, like conferences and things like that, doing like video um, editing and like, you know, filming the event and stuff. But we actually kind of do that now just under our own company called Industry 27. But Unfortunately, because of the pandemic, a lot of events have not been happening in New York City. They're kind of like just starting up right now, like to go a little bit back into like events and stuff. So maybe soon we'll be able to get back into that. But um, yeah, so we started that literally January 2020. And of course, everything happened in March. So we did not have we didn't have a good year one of our company, but (laughs) not the best timing for us. Gotta say. (laughs) Well, and that's that sucks because they say it's the the first uh, couple of years are always the the toughest. But um, no, <laughs> well, maybe it's... that's a good sign then. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, if, well, yeah, if you start low, I mean, only you can only go up from there, right? <laughs> that's right. That's right. And and you guys always already have a a really great following. So I'm 
I'm assuming that things are going to get better as soon as the the world starts to uh, starts to heal from this pandemic. At least I, I I hope for us as well because our 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 business is is uh, taking a pretty good hit as well. So uh, all of, all of the uh, small businesses out there, I th- I think are really um, really struggling, and I think we're all you know praying to whatever we pray to that things are going to get better and business will uh, get back to to normal. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm sure it will, which is also why it's so important that people do support small businesses when they can. And even we make sure when we're traveling or when we're not to just support as many small businesses as we possibly can. That's wonderful. So being out and abroad as a lesbian couple, not hiding, and in fact, showing your love to the world. I mean, in three quarters of your pictures, you're hugging or you're you're kissing, you're embracing. I mean, it's 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 gorgeous. What has that what has that been like? You know, tell me about being a queer couple that's visiting all these fantastic places. You know, it's a really interesting thing. I mean, I feel like it totally depends on the situation. We just try to be as open and honest being ourselves as we can. But we also, when it comes to traveling, are careful in the situations that we need to be careful in. Like we make sure that we are aware of everyone around us, that if we're kissing or holding hands or anything like that, that we're being conscious and making sure that we're safe in every situation that we could be being safe in. And if we're in a situation that we feel is unsafe, then we're, of course, not kissing or holding hands like you would see in one of our photos. And we're always honest about where we do and don't feel safe on our social media as well. Well, that and that brings up kind of a, another question. Have you have you had negative encounters or encounters with people or places where you didn't feel like you were safe? Yeah, I mean, we the only country that we've been to where like same sex marriage wasn't legal was the Philippines. And there we kind of like were a little bit cautious at the beginning, but the people of the Philippines were so nice. They were like the nicest people that we've ever like encountered in any of our travels. Like they literally like would go out of their way to like say hi to you, to ask you if you needed anything, to ask if you needed help with something. So after being there for a few days and we went to like a lot of different islands in the Philippines, we kind of realized that we felt a little bit more comfortable like being ourselves like maybe we wouldn't you know 100% show affection like all of the time but like when we felt comfortable we would like hold hands and do things like that um so a lot of times I feel like maybe you need to research the laws of the country which we do um every single time we travel somewhere we use this site called equal decks and it kind of tells you like the laws regarding um homosexuality in the country but also like the public opinion as well which which we think is also really important And then you can kind of like judge for yourself when we get there. We always say, always judge for yourself, never just trust what you read online. So we had a really good experience in the Philippines, even though same-sex marriage isn't legal there. But then, for example, like in the United States, where same-sex marriage has been legal since 2015, like we've traveled to some states, like this summer we did a road trip from New York to Wyoming, and we traveled across a lot of the Midwest where we definitely did not feel comfortable being ourselves. We, Even though we were in a country where same-sex marriage is legal and homosexuality is legal, all that's legal, we still didn't feel accepted visiting some of those places. So I think a lot of it is research, but also kind of gauging the surroundings around you, like We've had a lot of experience, like bad experiences in New York City, for example, which is one of the most accepting places in the whole world. But again, we do live here. We spend a lot of our time here, which, you know, gives those opportunities, you know, more time to happen. But like I would say some of our worst experiences of, you know, people saying things to us for being a same sex couple have happened in New York City. Wow, no kidding. Um yeah, in in New York City, I would I would think of it as a very open and accepting place. 
Um, wow. Yeah. And, you know, I think it comes down to that a place can be open and accepting, but if you just happen to be in the wrong place at the wrong time and a certain person isn't open or accepting, you can have those experiences, especially if you're like, if people can tell that you're gay or you're in like an LGBTQ plus couple, then you open yourself up to those experiences sometimes. But I mean, I feel like Shanna and I have learned more from those experiences than anything else. So you know, it happens. We try to just like see things in a positive light and learn from any experience we have. Yeah. And I also think because we live in New York City, we feel the most comfortable being ourselves here. So we are, you know, way more affectionate here than we are when we travel. Like we have the privilege of being two cisgender white women that pass as feminine when we travel. So a lot of times people don't assume that we're a couple unless we're showing PDA or something. So if we feel unsafe, we can very easily just not show affection and people will think that we're friends or sisters or something like that. And that is our privilege as like, like who we are. But in New York City, we feel comfortable being ourselves. So we just, you know, show affection, like be who we are kind of thing. So there are more opportunities for those things to happen. Um, you know, when, when we're at home, basically. Okay. Well, and that's, um, it's an an interesting kind of quandary, I guess, for for queer people who want to be more visible out in the world. Like for my, myself, for example, you know, I I look like a big white dude. You know, that's what I look like, and I pass perfectly well as that, and it carries a lot of privilege, especially in the Midwest of America. And I am not I am not brave enough to go out of my house you know, dressing and acting the way that I really want to, and unless I'm going to certain specific places that I, that I know are safe and affirming. Um, but it's because it's scary. You never, you don't know what's going to happen. And, you know, I, I feel like a, a big wimp for that, but Hey, you know, I, you know, I was, I was raised in a time where being, being gay was, was bad. Being queer in any way was bad. And, and people were, were hurt badly um, for for who they are, and and I'm I'm still scared of that. And then you have my my youngest, who is my 12 year old, who is a huge inspiration to me. And they will go out with all of their friends, and not only are they out and proud, but they are aggressively out and proud. I mean, they're just like we don't we don't give a fuck who sees us. We don't care. We're gonna be who we are, and it's it's scary as a parent because I'm always worried, you know, is, is something going to happen? Are, are they going to be safe when they're away from my home? But at the other time, at the, on the other hand, I'm just in, incredibly proud of them for not being afraid, not being afraid like I am uh, to be able to, to go out and, and show who they are and, and live a life that they want to live. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, I think it's so amazing that they are just comfortable being who they are. I think that that's something that is so important. And I mean, it's hard. I mean, even when we were coming out, like we did not have a lot of people to look up to for representation. And it took us a lot longer to come out than some young people now who are able to see a lot of representation and see themselves reflected in other people and feel braver for being able to see that. That's why it's also so important to kind of be out there in the world if if you can be and if you're in a safe situation, because then sometimes other people are inspired by you or by your kid being that way. 
Yeah, like that, like for us, representation was always so important just because we didn't have that growing up. And that was one of the things like when we first actually made our Instagram account public, (laughs) one of the things that kept happening was people kept asking us questions about what it was like to travel as a lesbian couple. And we, we didn't even really think about it at that point. We were just, you know, posting our travel photos, like, you know, having fun. Like we didn't even really think about what that really meant. And then when we started realizing that people were interested in those topics and we were like, wow, you know, like this is so important to talk about because a lot of people don't realize what it's like when you have to travel as an LGBTQ person. Like we meet straight couples all the time, especially on our, on our work trips where we're working with other travel influencers who are not LGBTQ. And we have to explain to them what it's like for us to travel for like all the things we have to research, all the things we have to look out for. And they're like, Oh my God, we didn't even think about that. Like, we're so sorry that you have to go through this. So I think a lot of it is just, you know, it's not their problem. They, they, they don't even have to encounter that issue. But I think us being out there and anyone who's out there, even your 12 year old, like they, someone will see them and someone will learn from them. And that's the most important thing. Yeah. I mean, I also think to a lot of people, if they're not LGBTQ, they don't really understand like the daily struggle of having to, decide on the day to day if you want to be open and be yourself and be visible every single day and what that struggle is like. So I think it's really important that there are people who are out there that are visible and that people can see that a little bit more so that they open their minds more to like what it's like to have a different perspective from a different sexuality or different person. And that's a that's a really great point. You know, when when someone looks at your photos, it's it's easy to, to see two people happy and in love, but there's a lot more to what you're doing than that. You know, there's a lot of positive queer representation there. And, you know, we touched on it a little bit, but, you know, why why is that so important for all of us in the queer community that we have that positive representation? I mean, I think for all of us in the queer community, like we it's hard for us to see ourselves represented in everyday people. Like maybe you watch a show and you see a queer character, but maybe that character, you know, doesn't look like you doesn't, isn't interested in the same things as you, or, you know, doesn't dress how you want to dress. Like there are so many aspects to being a queer person that is really hard to be represented in the media, in a TV show or in a movie, because it's a character. It's not a real person, but when you're on social media or and you're on Instagram or TikTok or YouTube and you're seeing real people who are interested in things that you're interested in, who dress like you, who look like you, who have the same experiences as you, that makes you feel like, wow, there is someone out there who who is like me. I mean, that's, that's what happened to me. I didn't know I was a lesbian until I went on YouTube and saw feminine women who identified as lesbians, because back when I was growing up, the only representation in media for lesbians was more like masculine dressing, um, a little bit more like butch center. That's how the media represented lesbians back in the early 2000s and the late 90s. And that's when I was growing up. So like I was like, I didn't even think I could be a lesbian because I never saw a lesbian that looked like me or dressed like me or anything. And then I went on YouTube and I found so many. And I was like, oh, my God, this is me. Like, I understand this now. But it's it, it's so important because you have to see someone who looks like you and acts like you to know that it's possible to be that. And the people who were pioneers in those, like, you know, like on social media back in the day and all, and all of these aspects of life are really the ones who paved the way for all of the queer people now who are so open about who they are. 
Yeah. I also think that they're like when you are growing up closeted or and you're part of the queer community, there's a lot of fear. There's a lot of fear that you won't be accepted, that you're not right, that you're not normal, that you'll never be happy. And I think that seeing representation that's real and positive, like especially if you're closeted, makes you realize that I can be happy. I can be who I am and see people that are like me that are living their lives and are happy just being who they are. And that is a possibility for me. And that is something that is so important because I think that when you are really struggling or you're unhappy, like being able to see someone like yourself that is able to be happy just being who you are, I think is just such a positive reaffirmation that you can also be happy just being who you are and you don't have to pretend to be somebody that you're not. Well, and we all deserve that, right? You know, we all deserve to feel happy and comfortable with who we are, don't we? Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, and I want to give a, a big shout out to uh, Amanda Jeté Knox, who is an, an author in Canada. Um, you know, she she wrote a book called Love Lives Here, and it was that book that got wheels turning in my head that, and I finally realized that, oh, well, I guess I'm not a cis guy after all. And it was one of those where I just, I had never seen the right thing or read the right thing. And, and, but finally reading the story about her family, I'm like, oh my God, this is, this is what's happening. This is me. And, and it was just being able to see myself in someone else's story that, that really made it possible for me to, to kind of come to grips with, with owning who I am and celebrating who I am. So it, it is an incredible, incredibly powerful thing. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, it's so amazing when you're able to find that connection and you have that like wow moment for yourself. Yes. And, and you know, so of course, what, what I did is eventually after I started this uh, this podcast, I reached out to Amanda, that, that author, had her on and, and spent the whole time, you know, crying as she was talking to me because, you know, you, you feel so connected uh, with these people that have had an impact on your life, even if you, you've never met them. It's, it's really special. Yeah, it really is. And that's so awesome that you actually got to tell her like how much of an impact she had on your journey, because I feel like sometimes, you know, people don't don't know that like we are lucky enough to be on social media. So we get messages like every day about people telling us those those kind of things. But I think it's it, it's so every message is so special to us because that's why we do what what we do. Like we want other queer people to feel safe while traveling the world and to be happy and to have fun and to not worry about, you know, what the law is here and what the law is there. Like we're doing that so that all the other people can have fun. (laughs) That's awesome. Well, in, and on some of your, some of your adventures, I've noticed that you have recommendations for queer people or activities that are, that are more LGBTQ uh, specific. Um, Tell me about some of, some of your favorites. So like for, for us, whenever we travel anywhere, we always try and find like something queer that we can do. Like a lot of times if you go to a big city, like, you know, Chicago, for example, you can go to like Boys Town or something, which I think they're actually changing the name to now to be a little bit more inclusive, but like, which is just like an area where there's a lot of queer things, a lot of queer owned, you know, restaurants, bars, like stores, things like that. But sometimes in a smaller town or in a different country, it's a little bit harder to find some of those things. So we always try and find it. We're not always successful. A lot of times we 
like if the only thing to do is a bar and we're out all day exploring, sometimes we don't feel up to maybe going to like a queer bar, but we always try and find some way to support the LGBTQ community whenever we travel. But actually recently we just went on a trip to Key West and um, they have such a cool LGBTQ history. It actually started in like 1978, I believe. They started marketing to the LGBTQ community as like a destination for them to come and visit and they'll feel safe there. So there's a lot of queer owned businesses there, queer owned accommodations, queer owned stores, there's lots of pride flags everywhere. So like walking around Key West, we felt so comfortable being ourselves. We saw so many other queer couples who are also there, which like when we see queer couples while we're traveling, like, you know, holding hands or something, it makes us feel even safer, like being ourselves. So that was one of the places recently that we went to where, where we were like, this whole place is just so accepting. And I think when you're a member of the LGBTQ community, you want to go somewhere where you know you're going to have a good experience because you don't want to be in a situation where, you know, you're going to feel unsafe. You're not sure if you're going to be accepted. You know, no one wants that. So I think going somewhere where you know you're going to have a good time is the most important thing when it comes to traveling. So I would definitely recommend Key West. We have so many other recommendations on our YouTube and and our blog, and we could probably talk about that forever if you gave us the time. (laughs) Yeah, but even when we go somewhere that isn't as amazing as Key West necessarily and as queer-friendly, you know, we always try for every place we go to just be honest about our experience. And if there are, like, specific queer places that we go to, we're just honest about it, as well as places we go to that are just completely queer-friendly like Key West. Okay. Now, is there... It's kind of a, an awkward question, but do you do you do anything in the way of personal protection when you're out in abroad? I mean, do you I mean, are you carrying pepper spray with you or, or how do you how do you I know you do a lot of research and I know you're always watching. Is there anything else you're doing to try to keep safe? So, yeah, not particularly. I do own pepper spray, but I have to say I pretty much never bring it on any of our trips. Like if we're ever in a situation where we feel unsafe. We're just extremely careful and might not, you know, we don't exactly give away that we're a couple. We always feel like, and this is so important, that if you're queer and you're ever in a situation where you don't feel comfortable, you don't owe anybody the truth. You don't owe anybody your story. So if we're ever in a situation where we feel unsafe, we won't necessarily, we don't feel like we need to tell people that we're queer or part of the LGBTQ community. We think that safety is your number one priority if you're ever in an unsafe situation. Yeah. And I think a lot of times, like you might not realize it, but there's so many points on when you're traveling, where you're meeting new people, where they ask you like simple questions like, oh, is that your friend? Or, oh, you and your husband, you don't have a husband. Like, you know, in a taxi cab, checking into the hotel when you're just like meeting people at a restaurant, like there's so many situations where you might have to expose your sexuality or your gender identity or any of those things. And you definitely don't have to do that. You don't owe anyone anything. So like for us, we talk about the experiences where we were open and we, and we will even say, Hey, we went to this place and we did not feel safe here. We did not disclose that we were a couple. And we know that not everyone will have the privilege to be able to do that. If they look a certain way, people are going to assume that they are queer um, you know, no matter what they say or whatever, but you don't owe anyone an explanation. Like we have lied in situations where people have said like in a taxi cab, like, are you sisters? Are you friends? And we just said, yes, you know, because we weren't sure how they would react if we said something different. So I think that you just have to worry about your safety. That is the only thing that matters when you're traveling. And that's why we exist because we want people to have a good time. We don't want them to worry about things. So if you're looking for like a good experience, 
to have when you're traveling and you're a member of the queer community. We have so many recommendations and so do so many other queer travel bloggers as well. Like there are so many resources where you can find places to go where you're going to have a good time and not have to worry about any of that. Okay. Well, and I, I think that, oh gosh, who, who, uh, Nathan Aguilera was just on a, a couple weeks ago and, and um, I think it, oh, his episode might've just gone live on, uh, on Saturday, but he's, he's also a, a food and travel blogger and a gay man. And he was telling me a story about, he went to um, a country and I'm apologize, Nathan, I don't remember the name of the country, um, but where, um, gay marriage is illegal and actually to be gay is actually illegal. And some people have been violently attacked and even murdered. And I was terrified just listening to him, to him talk about it, but he just, he wasn't affected. He's in what he told me is that sometimes the, the views of the government aren't reflected in the people, um, something like that, you know, that the people are just, the people are fine. It, it may just be a law on the books kind of thing, but it's still, still kind of scary. Um, and listening to you talk about being vigilant when you're out and about, um, it still makes me a little bit nervous, but at the same time, it seems like you don't let that stop you from, from really having a good time either. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I think that you have to kind of have the right mindset about it at like, you there you're always going to have to worry about your safety but even as women we have to worry about our safety because if people don't assume that gabby and i are a couple then they assume that we are two women which we are but they look at us as as two women who are vulnerable so if we're not a couple then we're two women you know there's always something to worry about and i think that everyone has something that they're going to worry about when whenever they're traveling like maybe it's not as intense or as scary as the stuff that lgbtq people have to worry about but everyone to some degree ha- is going to worry about something when it comes to traveling so i feel like as long as you feel safe and whatever that it means to you um you can have a good time like we have never been to a country where homosexuality is illegal yet but we we would go and that's because there are lgbtq people everywhere in the world who exist and there's you we believe that you should still go to those countries and you should still you know visit those places because the only way for things to be normalized and for everyone to be able to travel and go anywhere they want to go is is for lgbtq people to be seen and normalized and representation everywhere and that is our belief so even though we've never been to a country yet like we still even though we've never been to a country yet where homosexuality is illegal we would still go yeah of course in those situations it's even more important to make sure that you're being safe in every situation that you need to be in especially if you know that it's illegal in the country that you are in okay well we've we've talked about a little little bit of heavy stuff there so i'm gonna i'll pull us away and uh ask you about something a little bit lighter hopefully um but you know that you know as as you all know who are listening that the heavy stuff is is important too and you know, I really appreciate uh, people like Gabby and Shanna who are out there doing research for us and Nathan, who was just on a, a few weeks ago, who's out there doing research for us and on what is safe and, and what isn't because it makes life easier for the rest of us and we can enjoy ourselves a little bit more because maybe we don't all have the same skill sets as a, a traveling couple like Gabby and Shanna. So um, having having you two to look out for us, I, I think, is a is a really good thing. Yeah, we got you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Um, so, you know, just looking at your photos, you know, we see a lot of happiness. We see a lot of love. 
but I kind of want to find out a little bit about how your relationship has developed and changed through all your travels together. So we started dating um, in 2016. We actually met at a lesbian bar in New York City on Pride. So we have kind of like a crazy, like iconic, like meeting story. But I think just like with any relationship, like travel, we always say, like expand your mind. It opens you up to so many new experiences and new cultures and, and new people and just makes you a more, you know, understanding person. Because when you see how other people live their life and you see, you know, how other people, like what things other people believe in, what other cultures do, like what traditions they have, you just learn so much and you understand how other people are living their lives. And for us, that's always what makes travel the most exciting is learning about these other cultures and other people. And for our relationship, it just grows from every place we go to all these experiences. Like we've had really bad travel experiences that we've had to overcome together. We've had really good travel experiences that are memories that will make us last forever. So you just traveling, you have to go through a lot of crazy situations that maybe most people wouldn't be in, but I think it makes us stronger as a couple. Yeah, it's so funny. I feel like thinking back on our last five years together, I'm like, has our relationship changed in the last five years? Like, I'm sure it has, but in the same way, it feels like we've had the same relationship the whole entire time. That that's awesome. Now, there there may not be this issue in your traveling relationship. I know in ours, my wife and I, because we we travel with our our four kids sometimes, sometimes, um, and I sometimes drive my wife a little bit crazy when we're traveling <laughs> in ways that I don't drive her crazy at at home. <laughs> Is one of you always driving the other crazy sometimes? I totally get what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, I think because a lot of our travels like kind of mix like work and pleasure, a lot of times we get a little bit stressed about, you know, things having to do with like work stuff where I feel like maybe if we if we didn't travel for work, like we wouldn't have this issue, but a lot of times we get stressed about, oh, did we get the right photo? Did we, you know, film this correctly or whatever kind of thing? But also, I mean, anyone can, you know, have like bad travel experiences that will cause stress. Like we've had flights get canceled. We've been stranded somewhere where we have no money. We couldn't get money out of an ATM and we couldn't use a credit card. Like we've been in so many crazy travel situations that we're like, how the heck are we going to get out of this? And of course, both of you are stressed in that moment. So for sure, gone on each other's nerves, but you just, you, you make it work, you pull through and then you're, and then at the end you're laughing about it. <laughs> yeah. And it's so funny. Shanna and I always say that like in certain, and when it comes to travel, we basically have the same travel style, which is like an interesting thing. We both are pretty adventurous and kind of have the same taste in like what we want to do, but not every single couple is like that. Of course, there's going to be couples where one person wants to be a little more relaxed while traveling and the other person wants to be a little more adventurous. And I'm sure that that can cause a little bit of a rift just while traveling because it is different than when you're at home and you fall into your at-home roles that you do every day. Oh, that's for sure, for sure. Now, have you or are you considering maybe writing a book about your adventures? I mean, to be honest, Gabby and I are not the best writers. <laughs> One thing we always uh, struggle with is like writing the captions for our photos or like writing the, our blog posts. Like we're way more visual people. So I think maybe more of like a documentary would be like our kind of style versus oh, like a book or something. Cool. <laughs> but I wouldn't be anti-writing a book. It just may take us a really long time to write it. <laughs> or we yeah. need a ghostwriter. <laughs> no, that's that's awesome. A documentary would be so cool. And, and ghostwriters are, 
actually, you know, people don't know that much about them, but they're a very real thing. And it's actually a good business. It works really well for people. Um, you know, I don't know. I just, I think it would be cool to read about your journey as, as people for, you know, for, for folks that don't love just looking at pictures on the internet. I, I think that that would be a really cool thing. I would definitely read it. It would be super interesting. So actually one of our friends, um, Callum McSwiggin, he is a gay traveler as well. We actually were on a trip with him to South Africa. He wrote a book called Eat Gay Love, uh, and it's a memoir about some of his like travels as like, a gay man. So if you're interested in that, highly recommend it because we read it and it's amazing. And he's one of our really good friends. So definitely check it out. It's called Eat Gay Love by Callum McSwiggin. Eat Gay Love. I absolutely love that that's amazing right and it's <laughs> oh such a good God. book too <laughs> that's so cool that's so cool and i'm I, i'm thinking for um when um when rebecca the show's sponsor listens to this episode rebecca has a very very dirty mind and, and let's let's be honest most of us do we just keep it hidden um, <laughs> she's gonna hear eat gay love and send me some kind of inappropriate message <laughs> I will say there are some things about an underground Berlin um, gay scene that definitely might Re Rebecca might like reading about that. I will say. Awesome, awesome. There you go, Rebecca. Something for you. Well, so what's what's next for you two? Um, I don't know. I'm. Well, we actually got our first um vaccine dose um over the weekend, so yay. we're feeling yay. Yes, <laughs> vaccine. So we're feeling really optimistic about the future of travel. I think the CDC recently released like a few guidelines that basically like fully vaccinated people um like are decently safe to travel and they can travel internationally as well as domestically without having to quarantine unless of course the country or the state requires it separately. Um, so we're feeling really good about that. Um, we would really love to go somewhere internationally because we were supposed to go to Europe last year for a bunch of different things. But we actually both have a lot of friends and family in Europe that we haven't gotten to see in a really, really long time. So if possible, I think we would love to go to Europe um, once we're fully vaccinated, if it's possible. I don't know if if it will be possible, but we would love to do something like that. Otherwise, just domestic travel in the United States. We actually did a lot of traveling this last year within the United States, and we saw so many things that we kind of just like brushed off. And we were like, yeah, we'll see that, you know, whenever we get the chance to. But we saw so many different landscapes and like states that we never thought we would ever want to see and we had such good experiences and most of them so i think that if we can't travel internationally and it's not safe then we'll definitely do some more travel within the united states for sure yeah but i mean other than that who knows we're pretty spontaneous people when it comes to our lives so maybe we'll get a ghostwriter who knows who knows what the rest of 2021 holds maybe we'll elope who knows <laughs> oh, oh my gosh was that just a teaser for what's going on <laughs> well, what when we were in Vegas, we were literally seriously considering eloping there. But because we were there on a work trip, we were like, oh, my God, like, we don't have any time. Like, there would be no time. Like, because when you're on these work trips, they're like, book you back to back. You have, like, no free time at all. So we were like, oh, damn it. We're probably not going to have time. But, like, how cool would it be to just, like, like randomly be like, hey, everyone, we're married. Oh, my God. We would lose our crap. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's amazing. So maybe well, that was a teaser. <laughs> Uh, yes. All right. So you, you you guys heard it here. We're gonna have to watch for this. <laughs> well, so do you have um do you have anything you want to plug or promote before we wrap up? 
I mean, yeah, for any of your listeners, um, we are 27 Travels on Instagram, YouTube, TikTok. Um, we post weekly videos on YouTube. We just did um, a guide to Key West. We do like weekly vlogs, but also have travel guides as well on our blog, 27travels.com. We have um, a lot of guides to basically every place we've ever been to. We wrote a guide down um, of our experiences there with lots of things to do when it comes to travel. We still have to work on some more guides from our recent trips on that, but we're going to work on that tomorrow, I think. Yeah, <laughs> literally tomorrow. And also, we'd love to say that if you ever feel like reaching out to us, you can pretty much do that on any platform, especially Instagram. We would be happy to answer anyone's questions, give you travel tips, or just even talk and be friends. So like, make sure you reach out us we're real people and we love answering any comments or messages that we can that's awesome and as all of you listeners know i i always put uh, put links right in the episode description so there will be a link to gabby and shanna's website up there which is 27travels.com that way you can uh, make sure you get on there and check it out they really are lovely pictures they'll they'll make you happy um, Rebecca, thank you so much for sponsoring the show. You are the best. We really appreciate you. And Gabby and Shanna, thank you for coming on. Thanks for letting me cold call you and then coming on and having a great chat with me. <laughs> no problem. We love it. It, it. This was so fun. Thank you for asking us such good questions and letting us share more of our story. Oh, awesome. Well, I wish you the best of luck in your upcoming travels and in the wedding, which I'm assuming is imminent now <laughs> on any day. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> You're welcome. And for everyone else out there, until next time, stay safe and stay strong.